Happy New Year! Happy New Year and welcome back to, I don't want to say this week's episode because we've taken a long (laughs) break, but we're so excited to be back, you guys. Yeah, guys, we have missed you and, you know, it's really funny, we were just kind of chatting before we started, we... We, I, I feel like one week we're like, let's just take a break next week. And then it just became like every week we'd kind of touch base. And there was just so much going on in the world in general, uh, but right. also in Grace and our lives. And so it just every week, it didn't feel like the most important thing to sit down and talk about celebrity gossip or pop culture. And so we're sorry yeah. if you've been missing Especially us. with the shit storm that's happening in both of our personal lives oh right now. We just like needed a little moment to breathe <laughs> just a little moment the mid-20s are just a little rough I'm a newly single father I have yeah. a dog I just got her and there's just been a lot happening oh yeah and yeah just to be clear it's nothing to do with our relationship <laughs> just, right, no. just right. our individual lives right. just like we're yes. utter mess right now yeah just navigating the world is is difficult yeah but, you know that me and Kate were talking every day right and we are ready for 2021 yeah to say the least say the least and it's really funny so that we're about to do you guys we started doing this like right after we started saturation the very first time we i don't even know how we came up with this format but we just did it and every year we've done the top however many things from that year so like in 2019 it's the top 19 and this year it's the top 20 for 2020 and people you listeners, you guys appear to love this episode. We love it as well. It's always a little overwhelming, don't you think, Grace? Yeah, it, it is. But honestly, there's nothing better than, like, Cade was telling me how many people have texted him asking when we're releasing it. And, like, there's nothing better than knowing that people are, like, excited about it and waiting for it. So I'm yeah. very excited. Yeah, and I just felt like this was a perfect way to, like, come back, pop in and say hello, check in with everyone, wrap up the season two of Saturation. And then be ready for season three coming in the new year. And yeah. I just couldn't think of a better way. I, so Yeah, I cannot believe we're already, like, approaching season three. Like, how is that possible? I know, I know. It's very exciting, though. And I also want to say that when looking at this list, and it happens every year. Like, I'm always like, what happened this year? I feel like not a lot happened. I, now that I've made my list, am overwhelmed at how many things happened this year. I agree, Cade, because when Cade texted me that we were doing, like, top 20 of 2020, I was like, I'm, I feel like I'm not going to be able to come up with 20 things, and I was telling him, like, I just scrolled through our DMs on Instagram, and it was way too easy. Like, I had to narrow down my list. It's crazy. It's crazy. And I will also say that I did my rankings based on my obsession. That's what I was going to say. Great clarification. Yeah. So that, even if like my top couple things mean nothing to you, they were like right. the most things that I was obsessed with. Same, same. This is the deal. And this is how we've always done it. This is our top 20 things. If you want like a general top 20 things, hit the Google, look it up. You can get like some pretty broad things. These are things that we will remember about the year. Totally. Um, I feel like I had one other clarification. Oh, no, I just had, like, a comment. But was I was just going to say how funny it is that, like, if you guys have been loyal listeners early on in March of this year, 
like before COVID was real <laughs> at all. I know I've mentioned this in several episodes, but I vividly remember Cade being like, what do you think of all this like coronavirus stuff? And I literally said, kind of here for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) We have that on recording somewhere. I'm pretty sure. We we've we've lived and learned this year. Yeah, no kidding. That's for sure. That was just I had to throw that in. Um, I'm also gonna grab my headphones because I feel like if I'm talking to that mic, it might be better sound quality. Yeah. Okay. Good. While Grace is grabbing her headphones, I want to tell you guys that um, you know, if you're sitting here listening as you're preparing for the year to end, or, you know, I don't know, maybe you're driving or maybe you're working out. If you're doing those things, then don't take this next suggestion. But it could be fun while you're listening to this episode to play a little drinking game. So just think about it like this. Every time we say COVID, every time we say Corona, every time we say quarantine, maybe just take a sip of your drink and, and make it a little interactive this episode. Yeah, I would love that. Because I'm trying I, to think of like a word that we always say that would be fun. I just I just feel like this year we've said that so many like Corona, the the pandemic, quarantine, like right. those words we've never said before until this year, and we'll probably be saying it a lot as we count down our things. I'm sure. Totally. Okay, should we start like normal? Start yes. with number twenty and go to count down to number one. Yes. Okay, let's hear yours. Okay, my number 20, I just wanted to mention this early, and it's not necessarily pop culture, but I just wanted to reflect on our... Also, we forgot to say this, Grace and I don't know each other's list, just a clarification. I don't know what her order is, she doesn't know what mine is. Okay, sorry. Okay, no, you're good. Yeah, 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 (laughs) definitely good clarification. We made these separately, we did not coordinate at all. Because I'm like on the edge of my seat. Yeah, so I wanted to mention first, as my number 20 spot, our collaboration with Counter Propaganda in accordance with the whole Black Lives Matter movement in June. I just thought that we learned so much from that, and it was, like, the first really, like, big social justice movement that we mentioned on the podcast, and I feel like it really, like, pushed our boundaries, and I feel like we really rose to the occasion, and, um... Yeah, so I just wanted to mention that as my my Grace, uh, that is great. I didn't have that on there. I have something a little similar, but I didn't have that specifically. And yeah. also, just another shameless plug to look them up if, you know, at Counter Propaganda. Yeah. And I felt like it was such a big part of the year, even though it was mm-hmm. kind of pop culture, but not entirely. Yeah. I just wanted to kind of get that one out of the way. That was excellent. And, and that was a hard decision for us. I mean, we were like, what do we do? Right, we were, like, going back and forth. We were so nervous about yeah. it, and I'm just so glad that we, like, spoke yeah. about it, even though it was really daunting and, like, nerve-wracking. Yeah, so. we definitely learned from that. Excellent way to kick it off. Thank you. My number 20 is the word of 2020, and that is entanglement. Oh, my God. If you remember... The drama around the word entanglement began back in June when singer August Athena, I'm probably, again, you know, you guys know I'm not good with names, said in an interview that he, that Will Smith gave him his blessing for him to date his wife, Jada Pinkett Smith, and because they had an open marriage. So then there was all this in the press, back and forth, whatever. Well, then Jada and Will sat down on her iconic show, Red Table Talk. To discuss all this that was happening in the press about her, their open marriage and whatnot. And um, she described the whole thing with August as getting into a, quote, entanglement. 
um, for about four and a half years and that she clarified that it was while she and Will were technically separated. Um, and then the memes went crazy. Yeah, it, the word definitely stuck. It sent us all the internet into a tailspin. So that's my number 20, Entanglement. I love that. Okay, my number 19 is the traction of the Free Britney movement because that's <gasps> something that I... Yeah, so that's something that I didn't really follow at all yeah. prior to this podcast, and I feel like us having the podcast had me really, like, look into it and realize mm-hmm. how many people are, like, so deep into the movement, and I just feel like it was, like, really enlightening and interesting to learn about, Yeah. and I'm still, like, following along and right. always learning more, and yeah. I feel like... um something that I've noticed about Taylor Swift is like all these like hidden messages that she has in her interviews, her social media, her songs. And Mm -hmm. I am starting to realize that like Britney had a lot of those hidden messages in her songs from way in the beginning. So I think that's, it's always interesting to like learn how artists kind of use their craft as a way to sometimes drop hints. Yeah. Like tell a secret story. Yeah. No, that's amazing. I didn't, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't have that one. Um, and you're totally right. Like that really hit off this year. I mean, that was, yeah, it was like, was, it was a reoccurring topic in like a lot of right. our episodes. So I it felt was. like it was worth mentioning. It was. And it's obviously still going on. So we'll just keep falling in 2021. Exactly. It's going to be like the new varsity blues, but <laughs> right. Right. Less dramatic. Perhaps. Right. Right. Okay. My number 19 and it might be low on the list for some of you, but, it's I, I, I or, or I'm sorry. It might be higher for some of you. It's lower on my list, but number nineteen for me is WAP. Um, yes. I am not gonna say what it stands for because if you don't know by now, then that's your own fault. You should Time Google to it. Climb out from under your right. Rock. But um, just a friendly reminder: this was um, the track that Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion paired up on. It's very raunchy, but it broke a lot of records. And the internet, uh, it went viral on TikTok, the WAP dance, um, the song and its music video instantly went viral, drawing a record-breaking um, 93 million U.S. streams in the first week of its release and debuting at number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Uh, Apple Music said the song finished the year as the as their most read lyrics. Um, so wow. not sure if that's a good or a bad thing, but Cardi B definitely came out and... Uh, and, and did that so yeah that may or may not be making an appearance on my list so yeah. maybe never forget yeah okay my number 18 I know this is not going to be on your list but I mm-hmm. this is one of those things that I was just like obsessed with like I uh, know I'm obsessed when I'm doing external research on my own <laughs> in my free time and it was the uh, Colton Underwood stalker situation Ooh. Colton and Cassie yes so, and they didn't have a stalker. The allegation was that Colton was becoming what? Cassie's stalker after they yes. broke up. And I was yes. just like, first of all, I feel like I have really good intuition on bachelor relationships. And I knew from the get go that that was not going to freaking work yeah. out. And so I, I mean, I hate to see that it didn't, right. but I, I also love being right. So, right. <laughs> um, yeah, I was not the least bit surprised by that, but I thought it was really interesting how it played out. And, um, Honestly, really interested to see how he recovers from that moving forward. Right. Well, I, I feel like I read, did I read that she dropped the charges? I don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised. Okay. 
that whole thing was weird too because he was like one of the first people with Corona. At the yes. same time, he was debuting his book, and he yes. was like living at her parents' house. And yeah, and I had a bad feeling about that. Yeah, and so then all I of a sudden, just... he's like a stalker. I think that was over the summer that all came out. Yeah, that's crazy. Very good one. Thank you. My 18th one, and I want to go ahead and mention that some of mine I maybe cheated just a little and, like, coupled some together, like... Yeah, I kind of did a little bit of that, too. Because they're under the same category. They just, they didn't need to take up, you know, two or three spots. Um, These are just three albums this year that I generally, or four albums this year that I loved. Um, Lennon Stella's album. Yes. Three, two, one. Highlight for me, her debut album, super good. Older Than I Am is just the best the dixie chicks returning for the first time oh, in like that's a good one i forgot to add that but i love that yeah one. and i should clarify they did change her name to the chicks um but they had not had an album out since i think it was like 14 15 years so very exciting wow. that album is called gaslighter uh ariana's ariana grande surprise album positions um not my favorite of the year but i definitely am not going to complain about ariana music and uh, I like it. So that one, and then Love. I love, 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 love his album Modern Loneliness. So, I do too. Really, really good albums that kind of got me through quarantine and the year. Love that, Cade. Mm-hmm. Okay. 17. My number seventeen. <laughs> this one's so random, but I just had to mention it. <laughs> it's. Cade convincing me to become a JoJo Siwa fan. (laughs) So, (laughs) I was honestly really skeptical about JoJo Siwa this whole time, and Cade started telling me, like, I think I'm obsessed, like, I love her, and I'm like, Cade, what the actual hell are you talking about? And then I watched the video that she did with James Charles, and it started clicking for me. Like, Honestly, the fact that all these TikTokers who have young audiences haven't taken the JoJo Siwa route, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, you have an amazing opportunity here to become a multimillionaire if you just cater to your actual audience. Seriously. And so, honestly, mad respect. And, um, yeah, JoJo Siwa gained a fan. Not that she needed one, (laughs) but yeah. Well, and that's so funny. That was, for me, that was definitely a result of quarantine and, like, the emergence of TikTok. Like, I was yes. just so fascinated by her, the aura around her, but also the business aspect of it. Like you were saying, like, right? It, it's my it's mind blowing. I'm not as obsessed anymore. It was it was definitely like the pits of quarantine, but okay. um, I I did really get you on that train. Still iconic. <laughs> and listen, JoJo Siwa. I mean, we we can't What's say anything. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, that's good. My number 17, and I was a little debating with this one, but I, it really more recently really kind of just came in there and like really tried to save 2020. Um, Patrick Dempsey, a.k.a. Dr. Derek Shepard, returned to Grey's Anatomy um, for the premiere of the 17th season back in uh, November, October-ish. Um, and if you guys remember, Gray's is the longest running medical drama in history, and he left in season 12, um, uh, spoiler, but he died in a car accident, and he came back in Meredith's kind of, like, dream sequence in, um, 
in this season. And I think he still has another appearance potentially, but I mean, it, that was just huge. The review, like not reviews, the, the ratings from that episode and the, that premiere, the numbers were insane for a show that's been on for 17 seasons. So uh, I, that was just huge. I was, I would, I think everybody was pretty shocked by that. Yeah, for sure. Okay. My number 16 is the friendship that was formed between Courtney Kardashian oh. and Addison Ray. Had to mention this. Yeah. So this is one of those things that most people might be like, why is this on your list? But it was just one of those kind of obsessions for me that like I couldn't quite get past and I'm yeah. still a little bit obsessed yeah. and like mm-hmm. trying to understand and learn more about. So that was just one of those that I feel like that was such a 2020 thing to happen. Like, I don't know how else to explain it other than yeah. that was such a 2020 yeah. thing to happen. Yeah. Again, you know? the, the effect of TikTok. I mean, she's the, like, she, Courtney is the favorite Kardashian on TikTok, I would say. Addison's the highest paid TikToker. Like, the fact that they just, the universe put them together is just, I mean. Right. Wow. wow. Insane. I mean, I legitimately thought she was their babysitter for a while, but clearly not. You, sorry, you cut out a little bit. I thought that she was their babysitter, remember? I was like, I swear Addison is the Kardashian's nanny. Like, Yes, you did. I forgot. <laughs> I was really on that train. <laughs> but clearly that's not the case. Um, oh my God, I'm dead. Too funny. Okay, this we're now on number 16, right? Yeah. Yes. My number 16 is just, in general, the just... It, it seemed like this year more than ever, there were a lot of secret celeb babies. Yes. Because of I agree. quarantine. So I have a list. I'll read them off for you guys. Now, I'm not going to go into who they had the baby with and the baby's names. I'm just going to tell you who they are and what kind of baby they had. Um, Mindy Kaling had a baby boy. Jessica Biel and Justin Timberlake had a baby. And we still don't know his name. We've never seen him. Um, Rooney mm-hmm. Mara and Joaquin Phoenix had a baby. Still getting over it. Right. Billy Lord and her partner Austin had a baby boy. Kristen Wiig and Avi Rothman had twins via surrogate. Diplo had a baby. Remember he like was on Instagram or something and said he had a, <laughs> he said, quote, had an entire ass baby um, with former Miss Universe. Joe Jonas I'm and dead. Sophie Turner had a baby. There were a lot of babies that were done in secret. Like, we just didn't know that they were pregnant. Yes. Leah Michelle had a baby. And people predicted that this would be the year of, like, baby making because no one right. could leave their house. And right. looks like it turned out to be pretty true. So Yeah, exactly. And there's, I mean, there was a lot of babies born that we knew they were pregnant and whatnot. But it just seemed like there were a lot of undercover. Even, For like, sure. I mean, I don't even think Joe and Sophie have necessarily confirmed that they had a kid. Maybe they have. But honestly, I don't know either. She never confirmed she was pregnant. I know that for a fact. Right. So it's just that was interesting to me that that was able to happen because of the pandemic. Really, I agree totally. Okay. Ooh. Um. This one I put down because I feel like it was so groundbreaking when it happened. Was the Fast Times at Richmond High table reading? Oh. Between the reuniting of Brad and um, Jen to Matthew McConaughey's reactions to Shia LaBeouf being on whatever drugs he was on, I just feel like that was totally what we needed at that point in time. And it 
that really was. delivered. That was. And in general, there were a lot of virtual reunions. You know, we had like, we yes. saw Mean Girls and we saw Parents. I mean, all these iconic shows and we're doing mm-hmm. it for charity or whatever. So that one was definitely the best. Though. That was pretty good. I agree. Um, my number 15, I just called it the year of Meg the Stallion. Because, oh my god, I, I'm so glad you mentioned her. Yeah, I, I mean, every year there's always kind of like a standout new artist who just kind of breaks for the barriers. Sure. And this year it was a thousand percent her. I feel like her and Doja Cat for a while there were like running the same race, but Meg somehow just really took it and crossed that I finish know. line first. Um, if you guys remember, we kind of first learned about Meg in the summer of 2019 with her hit Hot Girl Summer. Um, she's 25 years old. She's Houston born and raised rapper. Uh, but this year really submitted her star status. Not only was, you know, you had the whole thing where she was shot in the foot. Um, I mean, that was its own separate issue, but she broke tons of, uh, tons of records. She had Savage, which was such a hit. And then she remixed it with Beyonce. That was all over TikTok. Um, She's been nominated for three Grammys. Uh, she was a uh, she. She did that whole really powerful performance um, on Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. her first her debut on that. Um, and she she released her new album recently titled Good News. Not to mention WAP, and her song Body is now currently taking over TikTok. Like she's just keeps upping her game, and it's just totally. I mean. She does not Such care. Such a star. Right. And does star not care what... so well-deserved. Yeah. And does not care what anyone thinks. Like, she just said it. So, congratulations, totally. Magda Stallion. Love that. Um, okay, my next one is the Machine Gun Kelly album. Ooh. Yes. That was one that I was just so awaiting his kind of punk rock debut, and I mm-hmm. felt like he really delivered... And it was one of those albums where I was just adding song after song after song. Those are the best ones when you feel like you've downloaded basically the entire album. Like, yeah, yeah, that was for sure one of my favorite moments of this year. I totally, totally agree. Such a good album. Okay, number 14 for me was kind of in general Harry Styles, but more specifically his Vogue cover. Um, okay. So technically, Harry Styles' album, Fine Line, came out last December 2019. But mm-hmm. this year, we've kind of seen the uh, kind of the waves of that with all the different music videos. Um, you know, you had Watermelon Sugar, Falling, Adore You were all huge hits this year. The video for Watermelon Sugar was dedicated to touching during a time of mass social distancing, and it has over 162 million views. Um, he's also, we, we constantly talk about his fashion on here. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, if you guys remember, he wore that, um, like, he was wearing all these really cool DIY cardigans during lockdown, and then he wore that yellow suit at the Brit Awards. And He then, literally, like, reinvented fashion. Right, and then he was Vogue's December issue, uh, and he was the first male to ever grace the cover of Vogue wearing a stunning lace Gucci gown ball gown um and it obviously made waves on social media uh and a lot of different celebrities were reacting to it and just talking about how just he was so effortlessly pushing the boundaries of gender norms so totally. i just 
he just really, again, he we really saw him kind of emerge at the end of 2019, and he really catapulted into 2020. 100% love that you mentioned him. Mm-hmm. Okay, my next one is <laughs> Rain Disick's haircut. <gasps> because I feel as though it was the part of 2020 that no one saw coming. Yeah. And I feel like it was one of the most, like, oddly shocking headlines. Yeah. Um, that I just thought was worth mentioning. So it was crazy. I mean, his first haircut ever happened in 2020. Yeah, and it looks good. It does look great. A little Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Okay, my number 13, again, kind of bundling some together, was just in general some different celeb scandals that we had happen. I'm just gonna grace through some of them real quickly. Um, you know, obviously, it, I feel like one of the first ones was Vanessa Ann Hutchins at the beginning of the pandemic. If you guys remember. Oh, yeah. She was on that IG Live and she'd been drinking or whatever. And she basically said that um, it's inevitable that people were going to die as, as a result of the pandemic. Um, but she recovered because then she hosted the 2020 MTV Movie Awards. So that's interesting. <laughs> so clearly it didn't stick too hard. <laughs> right. Then you had the whole Leah Michelle being labeled a racist tyrant by all her former Shit, cast members. I forgot about that one. Um, and specifically her uh, former cast members who were of color. This was kind of in, in the midst of the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, she offered an apology via Instagram, classically written on the Notes app, um, and she still remained pretty quiet. She went on to have a baby later this year. Um, anyways, then moving on, we had Ellen. Let us not forget. Oh my gosh, yep, uh, that might be making an appearance later as well. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely started with her, you know, joking in the beginning of quarantine that she felt like she was in jail from her million-dollar home. Um, and then you had all the different threads talking about just how mean she was on past talk shows and in person, um, with over 300 people sharing stories over two days that revealed extremely arrogant and intentionally cruel behavior of Ellen's. And then it ended with reports that her crew members, um, were enduring a, uh, 14, 14, 14 day communication blackout at the beginning of quarantine and weeks without pay while Ellen hired a separate, non-union crew to continue filming the show from our home and then you had the BuzzFeed article with all the different uh, allegations of uh, abuse on her set and her ratings plummet 38% and then she ended the year by revealing she had COVID and cutting her show two weeks short. Um, that just wasn't, it just hasn't been her year. Uh, so, yeah, to say the least. I don't know how much longer she's going to be doing her show. Um, I hate that for her, but it just she can't seem to bounce back from that. Maybe she will in 2021. Right. Agreed. Okay, so, and then still on number 13, going to wrap this up real quick, you guys. But I feel like the Kardashians were very negligent this year. And, like, they have scandals all the time, but it doesn't really phase them at this point. But, you know, they had Kim's 40th birthday vacation where they spoiled everybody. Oh, my everybody. God. Yeah, like, this is so funny that you're mentioning like, okay, the, the tone deafness. Let's also not forget about the post she made in the middle of the pandemic about North Shetland ponies or whatever they were. Uh-huh. Very tone deaf. And then Kendall's Halloween birthday party where, like, 
they said everybody was tested, but they had all these things out telling people not to post photos, but then people posted photos, and then it's just kind of a little bit of a scandal. Right. Uh, and then lastly, under celeb scandals, I'm mentioning this solely for Grace, but um, Chris Evans' dick, dick pic. Yeah, so funny that you mentioned those last two. <laughs> okay, we'll probably talk about them some more, I have a feeling. Yes, okay. So, um, but perfect timing, in fact. Oh, for I love the, when this happens. I know, same, for the well, celebrity scandals, because uh-huh. my number 12, 12 is the um, scandals slash birthdays of Kim and Kendall, uh, Kim Kardashian yes! and Kendall Jenner. Slash the scandals that followed, slash the memes that followed. Because if you remember, after um, Kim went to their private island for um, her 40th birthday, I believe, she did that long caption about, I'm so privileged to be able to do this, and all of this stuff. And um, everyone started using that caption on their own photos, obviously Mm -hmm. poking fun at her. So um, that was probably one of my highlights as well. So funny that we both mentioned that at this time. I know. And I just, I can't get over the fact that they would do that. Like, I just feel like they're smarter than that. I don't know. Totally. I don't know like, how that happens. Such a rookie move. Yeah. Uh, okay, my number 12, continuing on the scandal train that we're on, uh, I just have to mention that we have finally, finally gotten some closure in the Varsity Blues college admission scandal. At the beginning of 2020, if you recall, Lori Laughlin and her husband, Massimo G. Newley, were like fighting it, saying they weren't guilty. And then yesterday, Monday, we're recording this on Tuesday, but Monday, Lori Laughlin got out of prison. So it has just been a whirlwind year for her. Um, it really has. Back in May, they admitted to one count of con- um, of conspiracy to commit wire and mail fraud. While her husband pleaded guilty to one count of um, that as well. And um, the couple was caught up in the scandal. Since really 2019... Um, and according to the criminal complaint against them, the couple was accused of paying $500,000 to Rick Singer, uh, to get mm-hmm. Olivia J. G. Newley and Isabella Rose G. Newley into the University of Southern California crew team, even though they never participated in the sport. You guys know the story. August 21st, the judge, um, accepted their, or they accepted the plea deal and the judge approved it, sentencing Lori to two months in jail, um, and Mossimo to five months in jail. Lori reported to the Northern California prison on October 30th and, again, was just released. And her husband reported on November 19th and is said to be getting out sometime around Easter of this year. And then, really, one of the highlights for me of this year was yep. Olivia Jade going on Red Table Talk. Uh, Grace and I had many conversations about that off air, but if you guys haven't seen it, you should definitely watch it and form your own opinion. I just was so like excited that she was talking about it. Like I feel like it had been such a long time, and so they definitely that I, one of my, that was one of my favorite interviews of the year. Yeah, for sure. Also funny that you have that on your list because yeah, it may be making an appearance somewhere else. Thanks. Okay. Um, Kate already mentioned this one in his scandal coverage, but my number 11 was the Ellen scandal. I feel like that was so groundbreaking for her reputation and such a 180 of like what the world believed of her that I just felt like that was Mm -hmm. such a big one. And like, 
for sure. I mean, I myself feel like I will never see Ellen the same after that. So. No, we were so baffled by that. I just remember being like, should we even talk about this? Like, is this real? And then right. it really snowballed. So hate that for her. Yeah. Um, my number 11 is we've kind of touched on this a little bit and I'm sure we will maybe again, but is um, the different like celebrities and their involvement in the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're in the middle of the pandemic and then we have the uh, brutal murder of George Floyd, which was caught on camera on a cell phone and kind of broadcast out to the world. And then we had Breonna Taylor and several others kind of igniting this um, this movement in our country. And you, we saw many different stars. I'm just going to name just a few because so many people were were very vocal, whether it was, you know, at rallies or on social media. Um, Kanye West, Ariana Grande, Halsey, Jennifer Lopez, Sophie Turner and Anthony Joshua all took to the streets to march as well. Storms announced a, a donation of $10 million uh, to organizations and causes fighting racial inequality, justice reform, and promoting black excellence over a 10-year period, while Jennifer Aniston, Leonardo DiCaprio, and Blake Lively also made donations. The list literally goes on and on, um, but I just thought it was that was definitely a pivotal moment of the year for them to get involved and be so vocal about it. Okay, my number 10. I have a funny feeling that this is going to be on your list. Okay. Um, but perhaps farther up. But uh-huh. I wanted to mention Taylor Swift releasing two albums this year. Yeah. I feel like that was definitely one of the bigger things to happen. Um, yeah. Since I do have a feeling this is going to be on your list, I'll let you take this because okay. you are the um, okay. in-house Swifty specialist. Yeah. But I just thought that was so, like... Cool. Well, I respect any any yeah. artist who released music this year because right. it's obviously oh. not an optimal time to do that. Mm-hmm. So I did mention a handful of, you know, album releases that right. were probably really daunting and scary for people, mm-hmm. let alone two albums that right. is like major. So right. props to her. That was awesome. Yes. Will... And yeah, yeah, we'll we'll expand on this. Okay, yeah, but I wanted to say I really appreciate you putting it in your top ten. Yeah, of course, dude. I, I almost, really I'm, I'm like debating if I should have put it farther down because my top ten is like definitely people are gonna be like WTF. <laughs> I can't wait. I cannot wait. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll talk some more about that because you know I have that. Um, yeah. <laughs> My number 10, I just kind of put, again, a blanket statement of quarantine shows. I feel like I'm going to remember a lot about this year based on what I was watching at specific instances when certain things were going on. So just Mm -hmm. to name a few shows that I watched during different moments of quarantine this year, The Undoing on HBO Max with Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant is incredible. Uh, I know that Grace did did, never got behind this, but Outer Banks was really at the Mm -hmm. height of quarantine for me. I, that is kind of like when I think of a quarantine show, like that is what I will probably remember the most. Um, the final season of 13 Reasons Why, I loved that show and it, it inspired a mural that I painted in downtown Little Rock. Um, Little Fires Everywhere, All American. I watched my first Bravo series ever during quarantine, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Uh, so that was kind of a big move for me. Also, The Queen's Gambit. And Love Selling, that one. Yeah, and Selling Sunset. And just to make a little note, um, The Queen's Gambit was released in October, and in November it set the record for the most watched scripted series on Netflix 
ever. Wow, so, I did not know that. Yeah, so really, 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 really big show. So those are just some things I've watched during this year and that um, I'm thank for helping me get through the year. I love a good binging show moment. Totally. Okay. Um, also funny that you mentioned that because it may also be in my top mm-hmm. 10 in a similar format, but mm-hmm. moving on. Yeah. Um, number nine is Tasia saving the bachelorette. <gasps> Ooh. Um, I was so excited about this season of the bachelorette because we kind of like any reality show that I watch religiously that came back, I was really, really stoked about just because, um, like they weren't filming for a while. And I was wondering like, are they ever going to come back? I don't know. Um, but with the bachelorette, like when Claire came in, I was feeling really like this sucks so bad. And then, um, Tasia truly I don't think anyone could have risen to the occasion better than she did in terms of like saving that season it was literally so hopeless and the way that she just came in and absolutely like slayed was remarkable in my opinion um true so I just had to give credit where credit was due on that one and give a shout out to Miss Tasia because the season would have been nothing without her. Yeah. And I truly wish her and Zach the very best because honestly, I wasn't sure about him, but that ended up being one of the most romantic bachelor proposals that I've seen. Hands down. Wow. We we had not talked about the season of The Bachelor in a while, so I'm glad to hear Mm -hmm. your insight on that. Thank you. Okay, my number nine, and I promise I'm going to stop doing this, but again, it's kind of like a little coupled situation, um, pun intended. Uh, I just am going to give you a little rundown of some celebrity relationships this year, ones that were new, ones that ended, just to freshen you guys up and just remember some of the things that we went through this year with some of these couples. Um, Scott and Sophia broke up after three years together. Um, let me take you back to the PDA pictures with Timothy Chalmay and uh, I think it's Ezza. Uh, you just remember they were on the boat? Not how not, was how was that this year? Right, not the Lily Rose Depp pictures, but the pictures in Mexico over the summer, I believe. Um, and also, he, Timmy, and Lily Rose Depp also broke up this year. Um, you had Brian Green and Megan Fox, who mm-hmm. officially ended, and then she started dating Machine Gun Kelly, one of the best relationships of 2020. Yes. I think you would agree. Um, yes. And he's he's dating Shar- uh, Sharna Burgess from Dancing with the Stars now. Let us okay. not forget Demi Lovato and Max Erich. Oh, my God. I almost mentioned that. I'm glad you did. Dating in March, got engaged in July, ended the engagement in August. It's been a whole mess. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I did have Demi as her own category this year because she really started the year off strong. If you remember with that Grammys performance and the national anthem, she Mm -hmm. really... She did. But I'm sorry, she flatlined. I had higher hopes for her this year. You did, did. and you really wanted the best for her too, I will say. And so I had to take her off her own category. Anyways... Um, Kelly Clarkson and her husband are getting a divorce and it's been kind of messy. Brandon Blackstock is his name. He he was also her manager. Um, Gwen Stefani and Blake Shelton got engaged. Ariana Grande and Dalton Gomez got engaged. Dove Cameron and Thomas Dorothy broke up. Olivia Wilde and Jason, her partner, broke up. Erica and Tom Girardi are getting a divorce and it has been hella messy. 
Um, Cardi B and Offset, we got a, we're getting a divorce, and now we're back together. Yeah, that's a whole whirlwind. Miley Cyrus and Cody Simpson broke up. Bill Hader and Rachel Bilson broke up. Casey Musgraves and Rustin Kelly got a divorce. Ryan Seacrest and longtime girlfriend Shayna Taylor broke up. Julianne Huff and Brooks Lynch got a divorce. Mm-hmm. Colton Underwood and Cassie Rudolph broke up. Cole Sprouse. Yeah, quarantine was good to some people and right. not so great to right. others, honey. Cole Sprouse and Lily Reinhart broke up. Remember this? Mary Kate Olsen and Oliver, her husband, got a divorce like oh right God. when quarantine started. Yes. Wow. Ashley Benson broke up and now she's a G Easy. Kristen. Oh my Cav- God, yeah. Right? I even Kristen- forgot about that one. Kristen Cavallari and Jay Cutler. Vanessa Hudgens and Austin Butler broke up. Rihanna mm-hmm. and Hayson Jamil broke up. And now she's dating ASAP Rocky. Right. Chriselle Stouse is now with Keo from Dancing with the Stars. Not Gleb. That was the whole thing. Yes. We watched her divorce with Justin Hartley play out on Selling Sunset. Addison- totally perpetuated by us, by the way. Addison Ray and Bryce Hall are on again, off again. Adele mm-hmm. and her husband got a divorce. Katie Holmes and a chef, Emilio, a New York chef, are in a relationship newly. Jordan Woods and Carl Anthony Towns are in a new relationship. Rebel Wilson and Jacob Bush are in a new relationship. Brad Pitt and Nicole Mouski, however you say her last name, have been dating mm-hmm. a little bit and she's married. Tiffany Haddish and Common are dating. Chase Stokes and Madeline Klein, the stars of Outer Banks, are dating. Ben Affleck and Anna de Arms, most paparazzi couple in 2020. You forget. Jesse J and Channing Tatum broke up. Lady Gaga and Michael Palinski, or whatever his name is, broke up. Kendall Jenner and Ben Simmons have been dating on and off again. Just, just a little mm-hmm. bit. Wanted to just jog your, your guys' memory with that. Totally. Okay. My number eight, um, Kate already touched on this, but Netflix really saved the day, even though they're raising their prices, which total dick move, but don't get me started Uh, on that. Yes. (laughs) Because they got us all like so roped in and then they're like, ha ha, we're going to raise the prices. But nonetheless, they saved this quarantine for many of us Mm -hmm. and some of my notable shows. Yeah, tell me. Yes, Cade mentioned Queen's Gambit. That was one of my favorites by far. I'm so glad to hear it broke that record because mm-hmm. I'm a big advocate for like good acting, historically accurate yes. shows. So yes. to hear that it's getting the traction that it deserves makes me really freaking happy. Yeah. Um, this one I like also can't believe happened in 2020 when I realized that I was like, oh my god, that seems like a lifetime ago. Love is blind. Yes. How that was like right at the start, which is like so wild. And the fact that that was even this year is like highly triggering. And then the other one that I love that has actually been out longer, but I watched it during quarantine was Dead to Me. That, like, uh, I still rave about Dead to Me. That was yes. one of my favorite shows I watched during quarantine. Yeah. So, yeah. I also caught up on Vanderpump Rules, which was a fun time. You know I'm a Bravo fanatic. I watched Summer House, which was a fun time. Um, And now I'm just even more addicted to reality TV than I've ever been. I I just started Real Housewives of Dallas because I never watched that. And that I, like, recognize so many of the places that they are from living in Dallas. And I'm like, I wish I would have watched this when I lived there and I could have tried to stalk them and pitch myself as an assistant. But... 
whatever. Right. Also, have you been watching uh, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City? I have been. Yes, have you? Yes, yes. I've, too, gotten into some reality stuff. They're, like, really weird, Salt Lake City. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like they all have money but bad taste. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and the money seems kind of fake. Like, I don't... Yeah, like, I'm not buying into it totally. It's very weird. But we'll definitely have to discuss that on another episode because I have a lot to say on that topic, but unrelated. Yes, yes. And I like how you said you've been in in more reality TV than ever because I'm, you know, not a reality person, but you've definitely got me in on that train a little bit. So that's been... Yeah, because I knew you would love it. That's the thing. I just had to get you hooked. Yes, yes. No, you did a good job with that. Um, My number eight, you kind of touched on, but I'll just like kind of like spring off of it a little bit. Just the whole Brad and Jen during award season. If you remember, they were at Mm -hmm. everything together at every carpet. And then you guys do not ever forget the friendly exchange backstage photographs that we got of them at the SAG Awards. I can't believe that was 2020. February 2020 or maybe January. Wow. And, I mean, the internet literally look went wild. Like, the nostalgia from that was just, I mean, wow. Yeah. That was big at the time. Totally. Oh, my God. Love that. Okay. My number seven, Kate, already mentioned as well, but the college admission scandal coming yeah. to a close, I was happy to see that. Thank come God. to an end because it did literally take up our entire 2019 and half of our 2020. So like, I'm just happy to put a bow on that, seal the envelope and put it in the past. It was a great thing to cover, but it started to get to be a lot. So glad yes. that's over. And it was yeah. so controversial that I'm just glad it's over. <laughs> me too. Me too. Excellent. Excellent point. My number seven is, um, the end of an era, keeping up with Kardashians, announcing the end of their run on E!, um, I feel like that was very devastating. After 14 years and 20 seasons, they announced that um, their upcoming season, 21 of, for next year, will be um, their last. And um, Yeah, you know, I forgot to put this. That's a good one. Yeah, but honestly, one of the things, too, that I want to just kind of mention when saying it was um, a couple maybe weeks ago or so, they announced that they have a new partnership with Hulu. So, um Mm-hmm. It's it's we're pretty sure they're gonna have it some type of show just on a different streaming platform, which you and I talked about at the time whenever this news broke. But still, it's sad to see them leave network television and E, who they've yes you know been so so for. Also, in that, I just wanted to very quickly mention um, from this past season of Keeping Up, the fight between Courtney and Kim that was pretty that was pretty big. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. Um. Okay. My number six, Kate also mentioned, uh, but it made it a lot higher on my list, was the Chris Evans dick pic. <laughs> <laughs> so, that was just, like, probably the most, one of the most embarrassing things that could happen to a celebrity. And the fact that he just handled it so well, oh, I was well. like, honestly, go off, King. I mean, that picture... Of voter registration forms. Yeah, it had to have. So, that was, yeah. That was Good for him. <laughs> um, okay, my number six is um, officially known as Megxit. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle leaving the royal family. That happened in January of last year. They announced that they would be 
they would be they would they would become financially independent of the monarchy and step back from their roles as senior royals. Um, since the pandemic, they've been living in Los Angeles with their son, and they just dropped a podcast today, actually. So um, that was a whole whirlwind. I feel like that was one of the first big things of 2020. Totally. I'm glad that you mentioned that because that was another one of those that I forgot happened in 2020 because right. this year has literally felt like I an know. eternity. So glad yeah. you mentioned that. Um, number five, five is, yeah, top five is the Lady Gaga album. And the reason that I put this at number five was because I wasn't expecting her to release it because it, it was supposed to be released early on in quarantine. She pushed it back. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, my God, we're not even going to get it. And then she finally broke down and dropped it. And I definitely felt like it lived up to the hype and gave us some bangers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I felt like that was a fun one for summer. And kind of to go with that, I'll make it kind of like a package deal was rain on me. I feel like that was yes. my summer, summer. I feel like it was a cultural reset. And I feel like it was just what this year needed for, like, a feel-good anthem. So, yes. go off. I did not have that, but I knew you were going to have that. Yes. Um, okay, my top five, I'm going to kick it off. My number five is... Um, Zendaya winning the Emmy. That was. Oh yeah, I loved that. I forgot so about that one. Exciting! If you guys remember, in September the Emmys were held in kind of the weird way where they were like virtually, but everyone was like dressed up at home. Um, mm-hmm. And Zendaya became the youngest person to ever win the best the best actress in a drama series Emmy. Um, and her reaction was like totally memeable all over the internet. Um, and you know, that was the whole, they had the hazmat suits, uh, the hazmat Mm -hmm. tux people that were outside the home waiting for the Emmy. And if you got it, they'd give it to you. And if not, they would leave, um, really well done award show. And I just loved that moment for her and for all of us, honestly. Totally. That one too. Okay. My number four, Kate already mentioned as well, but we've got to give another shout out to WAP. Again, speaking of cultural resets, like, yes, yes. I just feel like, you know, women have been objectified in hip-hop for so long, and finally we turned the tables, and I feel like it was so iconic, and I don't want to say well-received, but well-received by many, right. um, myself being one of them, and it was it's just such a banger, and I feel like a timeless, raunchy-ass anthem, yeah. Yeah. so... Excellent. They really did that in the video too. Like I mm-hmm. feel like everyone was just shook by the scenes. All the cameos. The, yeah. the cameos, the outfits. I just feel like that was such an yeah. iconic moment of 2020. Exactly. So. Yeah. Well, and I think too. Uh, you know, I think for me, like with WAP, I think you know, like a standout song when. I'll forever remember when I first listened to it, like what I was doing, where I was, like it just takes mm-hmm. you back so instantly. Um, totally. We'd never seen anything like that before. You're totally right. My number four, God, this feels like years ago, honestly. Um, J-Lo at the Super Bowl halftime show. Oh my God, I can't believe that. I, I literally forgot the <laughs> Super Bowl happened this year. Like, I'm not kidding. I know. I, that seems like a lifetime ago. Um we haven't had any concerts or football games really since then. Um, but if you guys remember, J-Lo performed at the Super Bowl halftime show in February in Miami with Shakira. They sang songs including Hips Don't Lie, Jenny from the Block. Um, and uh, 
she had the pole as a nod from her movie Hustlers. And um, there was a lot of pole dancing, twerking, belly um, dancing as well. And the FCC fielded more than 1,300 complaints from outraged viewers about the pole. But um, J-Lo has still got it. And grow up. I know. She's performing on New Year's Rocking Eve in Times Square. So I'm excited for that. Totally. That's awesome. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, my number three. This is the one that people are going to be like, oh, why on earth is that your number three? And my only explanation is that because it's so recent that like it's fresh in my mind as something that I'm obsessed with. And I just think that there is so much more to the story that it makes me extra obsessed is the Erica and Tom Girardi divorce slash conspiracies all of that like I am so in it if you are not familiar with who Erica and Tom Girardi are that's okay right they are from the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills they um Tom is much older than Erica but like I always believed that they were so in love and suddenly they announce a divorce there's been posts of a cheating scandal but they're old so we're wondering if that's a cover-up to conspiracy so that they don't give up all their assets like it is a deep like I honestly feel like it is a plot line from how to get away with murder or something Mm -hmm. like it's intense so I listen I don't blame you for putting that because it has been probably like it's it's one of those things that it's 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 just beginning to start at the end of this year but we know it will be bigger probably in 2021 like it's only gonna it's only gonna snowball um, exactly. So I'm yeah. just getting ahead of the trend. Yeah. We're going to have to really deep dive into that sometime because, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, my number three, this, I, I debated putting this up so high, but I just wanted to pay a little bit of reverence. We lost a lot of important people this year and in such shockingly yeah. devastating ways that I thought I'd just stick with you and, and, and you'll never forget. Specifically, Chadwick Boseman, um, you know, having terminal cancer and not telling anyone and working through it all and then just announcing his death one day. Um, We also had Kobe Bryant on the day of the Grammys in January in the helicopter crash. Awful, awful. Awful. Um, And then Naya Rivera in the drowning accident um, over the summer with her son. Uh, Mm -hmm. I just, there were so many tragedies this year and I'm not putting it up on my list because I was like excited about it, but just because it's something that will stick with me from this year, for sure. I'm glad you mentioned that because yeah. I kind of kept it out, yeah. but um, definitely worth mentioning, I would say. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, we're down to number two oh. again. I feel like there's so much pressure with like the top three, especially. That, I know. <laughs> like my number one makes perfect sense. Like nobody's gonna be confused by that, but. Number two, I put Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox relationship. Uh-huh, I feel okay. Yeah, I just feel like that was so the relationship that we needed, and I felt like it was just like it's so perfect. And that's as someone who wants to date MGK myself. And whenever I want to date a celebrity, I can rarely um, be like, you know what, I like them with them too. Right. But it makes so much sense to me that I'm just like just support him just support it because why not like they look right. so good together there's no reason not to support it and don't be a hater right so i here cannot we are. agree more couple of the year hands down totally and like 
I don't want to say no one saw it coming because of the Bloody Valentine video, but that was also 2020. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like it's something that no one really thought could happen, but it did happen. And what a great thing that it did. Yeah. Because they look so great together. They seem so, like, real together. And I just, I love it, so. Totally. Uh, My number two... This is, I, I just, I couldn't believe this was my number two, but I really, the more I thought about it, it, it had to go. Um, my mm-hmm. number two is just Shit's Creek. Um, I started mm. that show in January of 2020. And, you know, it, it, that show just, it was in its final season, the sixth season. So I recently watched the final season. Um, and I, I just, I, I couldn't recommend it enough. It is so well written. It is so witty. Um, just the fashion and the one-liners and everything about it is so good. Um, but more than that, they had that incredible Emmy sweep that is so historic. If you guys remember, yes, um, I actually think that's a, I think that's like a perfect, yeah, um, number two. I I feel like that. Yeah, the excitement I felt watching them win all these Emmys was like very high up there for me this year. Um, they won nine awards. They swept the whole comedy category, winning all main seven comedy Emmys, including outstanding comedy series, best directing and best writing. And I missed the show so much. I can't believe it's over. I wept when I watched the final episode. Um, and they just went out with such a bang. And I just, I just, I, 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 it was a hard show for me to get into, but I really loved it and it really solidified 2020 for me. I love that, Cade. Okay. Your number one. My number one is TikTok. Yes. So I honestly feel like TikTok got me through 2020. Mm-hmm. And like, I didn't even mention any like TikTok or drama that happened because I feel right. like the, the, just the word TikTok encompasses so much comedy, drama, feeling like there's something exciting to scroll through and create like a new platform that a lot of people are excited about. And I started out as a TikTok hater. I remember in like February, my -hmm. guy friends telling me like, Oh, do you have TikTok? I'm like, I refuse to get it. Like, I'm just, I'm not doing that. And then I caved and I'm so glad I did Mm -hmm. because like, it has been so fun for me to create, learn. I feel like there's, like, a whole new language that's emerged from TikTok. Like, yeah. it's the blank for me. Right. It's, like... There's I so just, much. Yeah, there's just so much that's come from it. And I feel like it really defined this year. And so I had to put it at number one. Yeah. And there was all the up and down with it. Like, whenever Trump was going to take it away. And then they basically said right. no. And, yeah, that was... it. It was for sure... Stand out. I'm glad that you put that. My um, number one, which Grace already mentioned, and if you listened to this and thought that this wasn't going to be my number one, then you uh-huh. haven't listened to enough episodes. <laughs> then you um, don't know Kate well. Right. My number one is Taylor Swift dropping two surprise albums this year Folklore and Evermore, one in July and one more recently in December. Um, this has been the craziest thing. And I think, you know, I'm such a Swifty and have like a whole like community of Swifty friends. But I've also this year, I've realized I've become a lot of people's resident Swifty. Like anything, any, anytime anything happens, Taylor Swift related, my phone is blowing up and it's always so exciting for me. 
Um, but it's also overwhelming. And so highly overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. But I, I wouldn't change it. And these albums have been so great. I'm, I wasn't really over folklore whenever she dropped evermore. And so I'm still listening to them together and trying to just process. And if you haven't seen the Disney plus special, um, the long pond studio sessions, it's super great. She plays the whole, um, album folklore and like tells you what every song is about I just I really loved that and that came at a really comforting time for me that I that I needed and the music it was just so healing I felt I I think it, it she I already knew her music was powerful to me but music in general is powerful and so to have that this year was such a blessing I just want to read you guys some of the records that these albums broke because I think it's important um uh, Folklore, which again was in July, it went on to be the best-selling album of 2020 and broke the record for the most first-day album streams by female artists on Spotify. And then after Evermore, it debuted at number one on the Billboard 200. Uh, it became her eighth number one album. It had 220.49 million on-demand streams in one week. Between Folklore and Evermore, this marks the shortest gap between new number one albums by a woman. Um, she's the third artist, first woman to debut eight consecutive studio albums at number one. This extends her record for the most number one albums among women. Her, She's the third act, first woman to score multiple number one albums this year. She's the third female in history to score eight number one albums, first woman to have two albums in the top three simultaneously dating back to 1963. Willow debuted at number one on the Billboard Hot 100. The track is her seventh Hot 100 um, leader. Um, Willow drew more than 30 million streams in the first week. It earned third, it earned 12.3 million radio airplay. Um, Taylor Swift is the 21st artist in the Hot 100's history with at least seven number ones and the 17th solo woman. The Beatles lead all acts with 20, followed by Mariah Carey with 19. Willow is not only Swift's seventh number one, but also her 29th top 10. Um, she passes the totals of Mariah Carey and Stevie Underwood with the solo share of six best sum. Um, she extends her record for the first one with the most debuts in the Hot 100 top 10 as Willow lifts her total to 19. Um, she's the first artist in history to debut a song and album at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 and Billboard 200 in the same week twice because she did it with Folklore and Evermore. Um, and all 15 tracks from Evermore and Folklore were charting on um, the, week's hot, the week's Hot 100 during their debut. Just iconic. Incredible. I can't say anything else about it other than that it really made my 2020 and it's, I mean, for obvious reasons, it is my number one. Absolutely. As it should be. Oh my gosh. I feel like I can breathe. Guys, that was a lot. That was a lot. What a, what a year. What a year, dude. I mean, all things considered. We made it. We made it, dude. I mean, there's still a lot of work to be done, but overall, yeah, we're 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 gonna be okay. I'm ready for this new year, and I'm I'm really excited for some things that we can do with saturation, and to see what all comes our way with all these celebs. Totally with you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that this episode lived up to your expectations, yeah, as I know too. it's been highly anticipated. Me too. Me too. And yeah, it was really fun to do. Yeah, and I think I can just speak for both of us when I say I'm wishing everyone a safe and happy New Year's and. Absolutely. You know, uh, I'm. A, I gotta. I gotta. We gotta continue our man. Our manifestation. 
in the new yeah we're manifesting hard you know me and Cade were lighting candles writing things down on December 21st for the great conjunction we were not missing an opportunity honey so we were not we We wish you guys all the best for 2021 blessings 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 and thank you again for listening yeah cheers to 2021 cheers to 2021 baby